welcome to the first episode of Behind the Stage. We are your hosts, Elise and Avery. This is our introduction episode. It'll be kind of an icebreaker for all of you folks out there. So, um, <laughs> me and Elise are just sitting here in our little she shed, and um, we're just talking about um, how we are going to set up this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have a few tips and tricks for you guys. And um, we are going to start off with stereotypes of theater kids and how that's just, like, a big deal for people. Mm-hmm. And, and just, like, theater in general. There are lots of stereotypes given by, like, movies and people, and most of them aren't even true. Yeah. So I would probably just like to start off with... Um, theater kids in general, and how a lot of, like, especially in movies where they're, like, the theater kids, oh my gosh, they're so crazy, and we are, but we're kind of like our own breed. Yeah, exactly, like, I think the stereotype that all theater kids are super chaotic is really untrue. I mean, like, if you put a bunch of us together... For like a party, like regionals, it's gonna be chaotic. But I think on our own, it's not like we're un, like super, super, you know, uncontrollably chaotic and unbridled. Like we can be totally calm and collected. Yeah, and we're like we're human too, so we're obviously gonna have some hard times and up times. And mm-hmm. but like with theater kids, we just have more musical veins mm-hmm. in our body. And dramatis. I know, and we just have to act all the time because that's mm-hmm. our passion. Like, you always see someone with their art book out if they're an mm-hmm. artist, and they always are sketching and that sort of thing. It's kind of like us, but we just take that into a different form, and we sing, and well, we are dramatic. Yeah, and like, if you're going to invite a theater kid to a party, they're going to be the life of the party, you know, like... Of course. We definitely thrive in places where we can be dramatic, but, you know, it's definitely a choice. Yeah. And um, now for your actors and actresses, I think that there's difference, d- differences between a theater kid or a, per- a person who does theater. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm probably a person who does theater, or I don't really know what to put myself in mm-hmm. what group, I guess, but... I'm a theater kid, and I'm also a volleyball player, so it's like and I think, finding the in-between of those. I think the nice thing about theater <laughs> is that it's not really like you have a, like separate groups. When you're in theater, you're just kind of one big family. It's not like in high school where people separate into cliques. Like, yeah, you're going to have your main group of friends, but mainly it's not that, it's not that separate. It's pretty much one big community and everybody just talks with everybody and you don't have to worry about like being awkward or anything because everyone's just so open and friendly and everyone's just like you so yeah exactly you share a similar passion so it's kind of like getting a glimpse into I guess college where you'll meet people with similar interests except you get to do that early on because in theater it's just like you all share something in common. You like to act. And it doesn't matter what type of acting you do. It's that you share it in common that makes it, you know, yeah. super great. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to find those people who are just super crazy. and mm-hmm. But, like, you just learn to get along with them. Because oh, definitely. Because you have to learn to 
have that be your family because Mm -hmm. you are on and off stage with them changing doing quick changes with them mm-hmm. you're in the same changing room doing scenes with them yeah know, like, and you're in a cramped space doing your makeup so <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like you always have to get along with someone and there's also like clicks inside drama which isn't really like the popular drama kids yeah it's, it's just, just kind of like who i don't know it's like everyone can be friends with everyone, but then you can choose, like, if you want to have a closer group of friends, and, I mean, that's totally fine. Also, I think, kind of moving on just a little bit, there are those people who are gonna be, like, really annoying and overly, like... Theater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where they think they're kind of, like, the best and the cream of the crop, and those people can be difficult to deal with sometimes. Yeah. Not going to name anyone, but there's one person in particular that comes to mind but yeah and that's just kind of like you're gonna meet those people yeah. in theater mm-hmm. and ultimately you gotta recognize like yeah they're good they're gonna you know flaunt themselves but it's 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 fine and most of the time those people don't really even get like big roles anyway yeah people are very can be very cocky and just like your normal sports mm-hmm, like if definitely. you're a sports person coming into the theater thing or just you're someone looking on an outside perspective Mm -hmm. and this is for everyone not just for theater kids because y'all need to pay attention on (laughs) what is what because honestly everybody just kind of has their own view on theater kids and you really just gotta get to know them Mm -hmm, and definitely like don't not be friends with someone because they're like you think they're gonna be weird yeah like they're just gonna be fun. Yeah, and I know that y'all are weird. Like yeah, everybody is weird in their own way. Not weird. I know. I, if you're not weird, then um, this is probably not the podcast for you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> just to continue from what Elise said is just if you there's always gonna be the cocky person, oh. and like your sports, mm-hmm. you're gonna. And just life in general. There yeah. are those people you can't avoid running into them. Yeah. And sure. it's just help part of the growing process. Uh-huh. So you're going to have the cocky people. You're going to have the people who are shy and just don't really talk a lot, but they're great on stage. Like, you, no matter what, mm-hmm. you can be super cocky and be bad on stage. You can be super quiet and you can be good on stage. Like, it yeah. really depends. I also love that in theater you don't have to be afraid to humble those people. Yes. It happens naturally. Honestly. The dire- don't think that if you're cocky you're going to get away with it. The directors see right through your act. Like, yeah. Chances are if you think you're all that in a bag of chips, directors see that and they aren't going to give you... Yeah, something, you know, something to feed your ego. You have to, like, experience those downs. You have to experience not getting the main role. Like, you're going to get ups and downs in the theater business. You just got to make the most of it because there are no small parts, only small actresses, to quote Mama Jo. Honestly, I mean, seriously, guys, you need to... Oh, my (laughs) ukulele just dropped. Yes, I am a musician as well. Um, I do not write my my own music, but... If y'all have any suggestions on that, I really need to fix that. Um, But I think just that is just a great topic to talk about, honestly, because I can go on and on and try to convince you guys to 
accept who you are, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. That's also a nice thing about theater. It's, just, it's accepting of everyone. Mm-hmm. You could come from, to be cliche, the most popular of groups or, like, the lowest of the low in your high school, you know, rankings, if you mm-hmm. will. And, like, everyone accepts you. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. You're embraced for your differences, and your differences are what make you stand out and give you a better chance of getting a bigger role in general, I think. Yeah, and I just think it's so great that all of these people can come together. And exactly, yeah. I mean, of course, you have to have some technique behind it. Oh, and for sure. Um, maybe some experience, because, you know, you're not going to just walk in there on the first day unless you're absolutely amazing. <laughs> And get the lead, because I know from that. And sometimes you can walk in on your first day, and you just blow the judges away. Like, there's an equal opportunity for everyone. Yeah. It helps to have experience, but there's still, like, equal opportunity. Like, if you're good, you're good, and it doesn't matter where you come from, what you look like, you Mm -hmm. know, your opinions on things, it's... Your yeah. passion that really matters. And maybe it is sometimes what you look like because typecasting. Well, but... that's, that's, that's true. That's <laughs> and true. that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, but... t- totally different. That's That gets in deeper. But on an outside look, to sum things up, it typically doesn't matter. Yeah, and Although everyone will love and accept you because they're here to support you. And yeah. And most this is most of the time. There may most, be yeah. some cases in which people just can be stubborn and for some reason... I don't know, not accept you, but most of the time it's because (laughs) either you've done something or these people just have a problem, and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To get into another topic, though, I know this is, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't do it for this one because this is a stereotyping one, so I can see what's really good. Yeah, and just for stereotypes, you know... People who are watching this, or listening to this, I guess, because you're not really, like, watching us face-to-face, because you don't know what we look like. Um, But uh, just as an outsider coming in, or maybe an insider just looking still inside, (laughs) um, you can see that we are growing as people, and we're going to get through those awkward stages. And yes, we might be crazy, running down the hall, screaming musical songs, and that's just the part of life, like... We all have awkward stages, but, like, that's who we are, and we're all drama people. Mm -hmm. Um, And y'all had those awkward phases, too, so it's not like... Yeah, like, everyone goes through it. I think just what makes theater so cool is that, like, in regular day life, you kind of have to hide your awkward phases, and you don't really talk about it. But Mm -hmm. in theater, everybody, you just know, and you, like, can talk about the things you've gone through without you know, worrying that no one else is talking about it, because it's just, like, like I've already said, just a big family. You don't really have to worry about being singled out or feeling like you're alone, because most of the time, everyone's gone through similar situations, so you can relate on a personal level with a lot of people, which is really fun. Mm Mm-hmm. And on a future level, we are the future for you guys of watching Mm TV, so... Totally, like... Um... You know, little Miss Sally, when she was in middle school and you were all growing up together, she was the most annoying thing ever. Or she was crazy and didn't, or that sort of thing, whatever you think of her. Mm -hmm. 
she's growing up and she's becoming this amazing actress and she's giving you TV shows that you're watching. Oh, yeah, you get to see her in TV like... shows and maybe you're just on the couch and you have nothing to do with life, but honestly, I just feel like just growing up. Yeah. You just need to give them time to grow and yeah. Yeah. Okay, so part 2, <laughs> I guess. Um yeah. Well, one of the other stereotypes we came up with is just kind of like the overall stereotypes given to boys and girls. And I think one of the big stereotypes for uh, men in general is guys who are theater kids are gay, which is so 100% not true. It's so frustrating. And I think that that stereotype, which I don't even know how it was given in general, probably just because some male characters in you know musicals act kind of ditzy and so maybe that gave people an idea but I don't know I think that stereotype really draws away some great you know straight male actors who could be so amazing from you know doing it for fear of ridicule from their friends and you know people calling them gay and like there's nothing wrong with being gay and there are lots of amazing gay actors but I just think that it's like not all guys who are in theater, are gay, and it's frustrating that that's such a big stereotype. Like, yeah, and, like, yes, a lot of guys in theater are gay, yes, but you true. can't just say that people are gay. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's supposed to be, like, an ongoing joke between everyone, but mm-hmm. it's just not nice, Yeah, a nice quality. Like, and it draws people away, like, people who would want to do theater that don't want to be labeled something they're not. Like, no one likes labels, Yet our society is so big on giving them. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Like, labels restrict you. And, I mean, that's a whole other topic. Yes. And not, again, not saying that um, being gay is a bad thing. Or that sort of thing. Because we are not those types of people who would do that. We support. We support. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, But it is a problem for people who are straight to be called yeah exactly it's Um, it's, it's unfair judgment yeah and like it goes both ways it does yeah and i feel like that's just a very important part about just sharing that with other people and we guys we really need you there's not a lot of (laughs) you we we need some straight guys in the theater department i know just guys in general yeah because i mean this is going off into another topic, but we also, come from a very small school, and so... yeah, we have, like, four guys. Uh, yeah, not like even... Seven male characters in a musical. There's seven male characters in a musical, four guys, and one can sing. And then that, yeah, <laughs> and then that goes into typecasting as well. Yes, very much so. And another thing is, ladies, y'all, everyone... You guys, we really need male actors to not only... I mean, like, just imagine having less women, and then you would have to act as a woman. Yeah, exactly. It's just... It's rough. But, you know... I mean, we can pull off young men. (laughs) You never know about old. I did an old man. I was Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast. I have never had to play a male character before. You're... That is awesome. But I, I mean, I loved playing Cogsworth, not gonna no, lie. Definitely. I mean, it was very perfect. I can't see myself playing. I mean, yeah. I probably could. I you mean, you could well, be like a butler, I feel well, like. <laughs> well, we just played Napoleon and um, 
Pedro. So, I mean. Yeah, we just did a TikTok. Yes. <laughs> yes, we have TikToks. Um, we're, going down a, we're going down a rabbit trail. I know. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, and another stereotype would probably just be, like, the whole idea of typecasting. And, you know, well, I guess, I don't know if it's a stereotype or not, but it, it's just kind of there. It is kind of there. And, like, lots of the typecasting isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Like, it's frustrating, but it makes sense, like, when it comes to certain characters. Like, say, I don't know, let's go back to Beauty and the Beast, and they're yeah. looking for a bell, and you look, or, and we're open, obviously, to, like, you know, different looking uh, characters, but if that's, you take an iconic character, and you act so far off from Beauty and the Beast, and, you know, like, they aren't going to cast you as that, and that, yeah. that probably goes as, you know, type casting, like, there are certain roles that just kind of ha- have always been, and, like, change is a good thing, obviously, but some cases you need to have a specific voice, a specific height, yeah. and a s- height is, a sp- like, a good, like, a big thing, especially Definitely. if you're in a musical or play that has a family and mm-hmm. we just, um, well, since quarantine, I guess, yeah. um, we had Narnia and we had to have the, this whole family, they had to mm-hmm. look somewhat like each other exactly. and, and the height difference. And that's important. Like I, I was going to play Lucy and you know, it, it's just, you have to have a family that could possibly pass as a family. Otherwise it could throw things off. And the hard part about theater and one of the more fun parts is you want to make it as realistic as you can. Mm-hmm. So if you can, you know, cast people who can fit the role and who can look similar to each other and act as, you know, siblings would, that's important. It, it helps yeah. create the illusion that you're, you know, watching, you know, or you're looking into the lives of other people and just, you know, helping create a believable story. It's just a part of things and yes typecasting can be annoying it totally can be yes and for sure everyone wants the chance to prove that they can play more than just a specific role i mean i've struggled with that myself i'm sure you maybe have oh, too of course yeah uh for me personally i've always been cast or i used to be in younger years yeah cast as like super innocent characters but i and you know it is possible to make it through typecasting i mean i did yeah i i gotten to play um different types of characters of course I it's my dream to play like a serious character but I love doing the comedy that I I'm always mm-hmm. I, I'm always cast as a comedic character and typically one with a temper yeah <laughs> me too honestly I mean I love comedic relief yeah definitely it's I I personally take it as the best thing oh, yeah. about musicals. It's just Comedy making is things the most so much lighter. Thing to act and yeah. just like having the audience respond to you as an actor. Like you want to be as funny as you can. Like mm-hmm. when the audience laughs at you, it's like one of the best feelings. And it just makes ever. you want to yeah. do more for them. Like exactly. what can I say next? Yeah, but like what you're still little on a thing, script, yeah, obviously. What little things can I do to make this more funny, to make the audience connect? Like, yeah, yeah it's definitely so fun, but. Then again, it's just, like, when it comes to t- typecasting like that. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of we mean as a stereotype. Like, the way you look can cast you as a stereotype role. Yeah. But, honestly, if you're a good enough actor and you can show that you can play a part well, 
typecasting doesn't matter as much. Like, it's still there, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter as much, you know? Yeah, and we'll talk about this in later dates, too, but um, auditioning is a big part a, of... It, yeah, it's a like, huge process. It sets you up for the whole show, basically, because you have to show what parts uh, exactly. you can do. Exactly, and, like, coming from the director's point of view, like, they may have people in mind who they think will fit the roles, but if it's up to you to convince them. Sorry, we had to take a brief moment, because there's a spider in, or a centipede thing in here, and that's just <laughs> kind of scary for us. But, um, at least had a thought that she was oh, to finish. Oh, yeah. Anyway, all that I was saying before is that if you, if the directors have, like, kind of an idea of who they want to play what, it doesn't really matter because if you go in there and give your best audition and you show how you portray a character and, like, if you do it well and, yeah, as you're saying, show how you are going to play the character and prove that you can play the character, they're going to, you know, they're going to see that and they'll consider you for the role and you may as well get it. Like, in that sense, typecasting doesn't really apply. Yeah. And... Go you if you manage yeah, to do that like, and defy odds. Like, and that's I did that so before awesome. too. Like she didn't. Um, when I played Lucy, she had no. She, she wasn't. Even, she told me that she wasn't yeah. even thinking or con- really considering me for the role. But she liked my audition so much that she changed her mind. So it's kind of just like, yeah, you do well, you got a chance. Yeah, honestly, and auditions are so important. You can make such. A big impression. Yeah, and that's where my downfall was yeah, or in the fall. a really bad impression. It goes both ways. Y'all, if you don't know how to read, you <laughs> really need to know how to read. <laughs> reading especially can definitely help. Um, yeah, so fun fact, I cannot read the greatest, and when you're trying to do a British accent and say a line at the same time um sometimes that does not work um and it's embarrassing honestly if you you just need to be prepared for every situation go look up a script or that sort of thing definitely so helpful and that'll be like do your research if you want to roll do your research so smart and, like, coming from two theater kids, at least, I don't know if you've done research before, but I definitely have. Like, on the roles that I want, I do research, I practice. Like, Watch the movie. If it comes with a movie, Yeah, yes. exactly. And it's worked for me, no joke, every single time. Yeah. Every single time. If I've researched it, I've gotten, like, really prepared, I've gotten the role. Yeah. Every time. And to go off of stereotypes that are true... Mm-hmm. And just to go along with yeah, that. Yeah, we've been, we've been, you know, shoving stereotypes out the window, but there is a big one that is very, very true. And this just is in, common knowledge yes, for in everything. Most, in most cases. There, there is a chance that it it's, may not be true at your school, but... but I don't think so, honestly. There's, there's a chance. I, I'm not going to say that it's always true, but it is mostly true. Yes, but for seniors, yes. all my seniors out there, if you want to roll and you're good, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. See, and the stereotype that seniors basically get most of when they roll is true. Yeah. And but, I mean, it makes sense. But yeah. like, 
so true. But, um, like, in my personal experience, uh, I was so close, I feel like, just for me personally, I probably wasn't, but, you know, whatever, um, but... I was really close to getting a part, and I was really upset because I thought I had it in the bag, and I practiced so much, and, um, you know, please do not do what I did and think that you are going to get a role um, that you want so bad. You cannot have personal attachment that to the role. That is very, very true. You do not want to have a sour attitude if you don't get the role you want. Yeah, like, and I did, and that is not a good way to spend the whole show because that is exactly what I did, and it's just, it's good for nobody. Yeah, and it doesn't make it enjoyable for you. You want to go in with hope but no expectations. Yes, but back to the senior thing. Mm-hmm. My seniors out there, you are so lucky, and I can't wait to be a senior. Um, and, you know, they, they've they earned it. They were all, you know, freshmen, yeah. sophomore, juniors before. So, like, mm-hmm. you just have to pay your dues. And, and yeah, yeah, you just, yeah, be respectful, guys, younger classmen. <laughs> just, it yeah, it, it can be frustrating at times, but just, like, no, it will be your time eventually. You're going to be a senior one day, too. Let them have their moment, you know? Yeah, and maybe they're not the lead role, but they are definitely supposed to be an important part of the show because Mm -hmm. they've worked hard for for all the years, and you are going to be working hard with them. Mm -hmm. And just be respectful to them because they're going through a hard time. It's their last year, so they need to have a few mm -hmm. last chances. And for actually lots of theater kids, I know that... um, that many do go on to pursue, you know, theater in college yeah, or acting, but there is still a great many people who aren't going to pursue acting, even though they love it in mm-hmm. their future. And so it's going to be their last show and likely the last time they'll ever be on a stage acting in their life. So it's, it's hard. It's really hard. I'm not looking forward to that. Me neither. But especially because we were robbed of the musical this year yeah and just it's hard to miss shows especially just Mm -hmm. because of this time so all my actors out there um just be careful (laughs) just know that we're all here to support you and we're here to support ourselves and we just have to get through this together because Mm -hmm. it is a hard time and all of those shows you guys were probably practicing forever Mm -hmm. we had to cancel mid-show but yeah. Some of you canceled, you were, like, performing, and you mm-hmm. didn't get to perform. And to those of you who found a way to get around it, congratulations. Congrats. Like, seriously, awesome. I know David Douglas did live recordings of theirs on YouTube. Congratulations. That's so awesome and so great for you. I know it's not the same as doing it in front of an audience. But, hey, but, at least you gotta yeah, do it. Yeah, but you gotta do it. So, great job. <laughs> and, like... Yes, it is so not the same, and I totally get that. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of Behind the Stage, and we hope to see you back on the next episode in which we will be talking about types of theater kids and the community around that. Thank you so much.